I had a LinkedIn post this week about the fundamental concepts I used to get a lot better at doing business presentations, things I'd learned over the years. One of the guidelines I suggested was use stories. And I think everyone knows that stories are kind of fundamental tools of persuasion. At least that's what everybody says. But what does it actually mean? You know, obviously not just any story will work in a business presentation. And in fact, one of the comments on the post was exactly that. Any tips for how to think of a story? I sometimes struggle with this, even when talking about areas I'm very experienced with. And the answer is actually very simple. Even if you're not an amazing storyteller, in fact, it requires almost no imagination to find the right story. That's sort of how I talk about it anyway. In fact, the story you're going to use is exactly the thing or situation that led you to be making a presentation in the first place. For example, and I'll use a lot of product management-related examples in this. For example, if you're a product manager asking for more funding to build a feature, the story is about how customers are suffering because they don't have the feature. In short, you tell a customer story or a prospect story or potentially both. And what does this mean? So I've bandied around that term, prospect story, customer story. What does it actually mean? And how do you do it? And as I said, I think it's simple, but it's not obvious. And unfortunately for many of us, it means going against not only our training, but our natural instincts, because basically we have to tell tragic stories. Hi, this is Nels Davis, and you're listening to episode 144 of The Secrets of Product Management. In this episode, the stories you tell in business presentations to make them engaging and memorable. You can find the show notes at secretsofpm.com slash 144. Before I get back into the episode, I wanted to mention two things. First, my weekly Secrets of Product Management meetup. It happens on Friday morning, specific time at 8 a.m. If you'd like to attend, it's free. Go to secretsofpm.com slash meetup and get on the notification list. This week, I thought we could follow the topic of this episode and talk about stories. The group conversation, I think, works really well to tease out the tragedy you need to tell an engaging story. So go to secretsofpm.com slash meetup and get on the list, and I'll send you the info. Now, if you're asking yourself questions like, how can I become more confident in my business presentations, and how can I have more clarity and impact when I'm communicating with peers and executives and customers, well, in addition to my LinkedIn posts, you might find one of my coaching programs useful. I help people get better at communication, storytelling, influence, and persuasion. The programs are personalized, combining kind of tutorials and coaching where I'll teach you and help you apply these skills, the ones I talk about in this podcast, to your direct job or whatever it is you're facing right now. I have a few coaching slots open for the upcoming quarter, and I'd love to work with you. Go to secretsofpm.com slash freecall to schedule a free consultation call and short coaching session with me. That's at secretsofpm.com slash freecall. And you can go to secretsofpm.com slash 144 for all these links and others related to the episode. So let's get on with it. What are the characteristics of our good customer stories and the stories of our prospects? Well, the most defining component of these stories is that they are about a problem we're solving and the suffering it's causing. That is, they start as a tragedy. That's the story that you use typically in a business presentation. It's what you are going to build a solution to, or it's what you have a solution to. You might be asking for funding to build the solution, or you might be trying to get someone to buy the solution. In all those cases, remember that no one buys a product. They buy a solution to a problem, a problem we're solving, a problem they might have tried to solve before but failed. I mean, 
This is a little bit of an oversimplification, but it's still more than 80% right. I mean, if you want to use the Pareto principle, the 80-20 rule, for your presentation, make sure it's about a problem worth solving and use the story of the person suffering from this problem as your opening or simply the story of the suffering caused. That will also work. Now, if I wanted to sell something related to climate change, for example, I would not start with CO2 levels. I would not start with two inches of sea level rise or whatever. Those are facts and they're important. And if you understand what's going on, they're scary, but they're not a story. I'd start with people whose homes are underwater because of sea level rise or that island in the South Pacific that has disappeared because of sea level rise. I'd start with the fate of all of our houses when sea level rises, or I'd start with the deaths of people from killer heat waves. In fact, I have a great example of this. I'm reading Kim Stanley Robinson's great book called Ministry for the Future. It's a future history book, kind of like science fiction, I guess, since it takes place in the future. And it happens to be one of Barack Obama's recommended books from last year. It's about a United Nations ministry that's formed because of a climate change-related disaster. And the key point, the point that's germane for what I'm talking about in this episode, is that the opening chapter is that disaster as it happens. When 20 million people literally die to a heat wave, it's shocking and moving, and it sticks in your mind, and it gives you something upon which to hang the rest of the book some of which, admittedly, is about technical stuff and facts about glaciers and Antarctica and legal stuff and jargony stuff. But there's always this heat wave that killed 20 million people hanging in the back of your mind, helping to motivate you to pay attention to the details, to the legal stuff, to the Antarctic stuff. And that's the role that your story plays when you're giving a presentation. It's to give your audience somewhere to hang the information you're presenting and to help justify the request you're making of them. So let's talk about these stories. I want to give you a little more nuance and detail on what you're looking for and how to use them. So let's go back into product and recall a few things. People don't buy products, they buy solutions to problems. Well, what does it take for someone to be willing to spend a lot of money to solve a problem? Well, it has to be a really bad problem. People don't like spending money and they usually have something else to spend it on. They don't really want to spend it on your stuff. What does really bad problem mean? It means usually a few things. It's having a big impact on the business. So I'm assuming or doing this little breakdown, thinking about enterprise software products, right? So translate this to your own domain if you're not an enterprise software. But basically there's a big impact on the business, but that's not all. They probably tried to solve it before, often multiple times by buying another solution that didn't work or by using Excel spreadsheets or by trying to build their own solution. So it's been so far impossible to solve or impossible to get a good solution to it. But that's not all. It's very likely that in addition to the business impact and the fact that they put a lot of resources into trying to solve it and failing, it's probably also having personal impact on people. It's causing frustration. It's causing people to have to do a lot of things they don't want to do. It's causing people to have to stay late at work to finish the reports. It might be putting some people's jobs in jeopardy. For example, if the problem is we aren't making quota and it's been three quarters now, the sales director's job might be at stake if the problem isn't solved. If the problem isn't solved for long enough, then a lot of other jobs might be eliminated. That is, it is or is leading to an existential risk for people's jobs. That's significant and it's personal. Good problems, most problems we're solving, have some kind of a personal impact and often a big and sometimes existential personal impact. 
Now you might say, well, why is this personal impact so important? Isn't the business impact what we're thinking about? Well, it's because the personal impact is what your audience engages with and resonates with. Business impact is essentially boring. Now you probably need to be able to talk about business impact to justify the cost of doing whatever it is you want to do. But getting people engaged means talking about the personal impact. Missing quota three quarters in a row is definitely a bad business outcome. But the reason people care, everyone from the CEO on down, is what it means for their jobs. So that's what you're looking for in a story that you are going to use in a business presentation. So obviously, it's not just any story. It's got to be a story related to what you're presenting about. Now, if you're a genius storyteller and highly experienced, you might be able to tell some other story. But if you're like me, use a story that's related. And that means the story of either a successful customer who had a big problem that you solved or the story of a prospect who is still unhappy. And your story is actually not necessarily going to be the complete story. You're not going to necessarily tell the complete story. You're going to focus on the suffering part of the story for the most part. In a sales situation, you often will go further than that. But this, the fundamental thing is that suffering and the problem. You really want to talk about the pain that they are experiencing or that they experienced if they're a customer. And if we sort of break it down, there's a few canonical types of presentation you might be giving. And it makes sense at this point to list them out because you use the story slightly differently in each. First, you might be asking for funding for creating something new, a new product. Or you might be asking for funding for creating a new feature or capability for an existing product. Similar usage of stories, but a little different. The third one is you are pitching your product to a prospect. That is, it's a sales call or something like that. Now, funding for creating a new product is all about persuading some people with money that you have found a problem worth solving that you can sell enough of to people to make a good amount of money. Your story is mostly going to be about the suffering because no one has solved this problem yet, at least not well. And then you're going to talk about how this problem needs to be solved why it's worth solving, so you do have to bring in business impact and things like that, and how we can solve it, and how we can also then take the solution to market and make a bunch of money, right? So that's the, the story that you start out with is the suffering of the people that are going to buy your product eventually when you build it. And then the rest of the presentation is really about why we should build it or why you should build it and how we're going to go to market and why it's going to be worth doing, right? What's the, the worth doing from a financial standpoint? Obviously, it's worth doing from a personal suffering standpoint because we're going we're gonna to fix the personal suffering as well. But we're going to have a business impact as well. The reality is it's very important that you know how to tell this story, irrespective of whether you're giving a business presentation or not. Because if there's not a real problem with real suffering, it might not be worth building a solution for it. So having a good story about the suffering of the prospect is a litmus test for whether your product idea is any good. Now, if you're pitching a new feature, it's slightly different since the people suffering are usually your existing customers. And it's usually a much smaller problem than the big one that the product solves overall. Otherwise, the same basic approach, why it's worth solving this little problem and how we can solve it and why it's worth doing. Now, in the case of a sales presentation to a prospect, you're going to base your presentation on the experience of a successful customer. A successful customer who was just like them, the prospect, but now is happy and their life is transformed because they got our product. So you use the customer story first to persuade the prospect that we understand the problem 
they're facing and its seriousness. You talk about how this successful customer tried and tried and failed and failed to find a solution until they found our product. And then finally, finally, they found our solution and their lives transformed. Business results turned around, no one got fired, and some people got promoted, all due to our product. And then you say, I'd love to show you how our product will solve your specific version of this problem. Can we set up a demo for Tuesday? Or whatever day is convenient. Now, what do I mean when I say, tell the story of the prospect's problem? Well, it can actually be incredibly simple and short. Here's an example. I worked with someone who wanted funding. So this is the case of essentially adding a feature to an existing product or updating something in an existing product. But, but the idea applies to all the different types. I worked with someone who wanted funding to fix some problems with her data feeds. Data feeds, obviously boring, right? Except, except that her data feeds were about her clients getting medical benefits when they had life status changes. So I suggested she show a picture of a couple with a baby with the story, if our data feeds have problems, then these people can't take their baby to the doctor. And we get about 15,000 of these life status changes a month. Suddenly data feeds are no longer boring because they directly impact people like people that just have new babies. It's really just the barest touch of a story and it almost in terms of the presentation, it was just a picture. It was one little slide with a picture and some words about the numbers but it had a significant impact on how the presentation was received and the action that was taken in response. You really don't need much to make a story have impact. Another of my favorite examples is the old Apple iPod billboards, which showed a silhouette of a person dancing while listening to their iPod. It's graphic design brilliance, of course, but it's not just an amazing image. It's an amazing image that tells a story. I have broken free of the constraints of old-fashioned music players and music technology. That's the story that you can infer from looking at that picture. And everybody understands it. Everybody is motivated by music and having their own music. And everyone is suffering from the old-fashioned way of dealing with music. And now we have this new way, and it's exciting. And that's what that billboard that has only one word on it, two probably, iPod and Apple, that's what that billboard tells. That's, that's the story it tells. And it's enough to make an iPod a really, really successful product. So here are three things you can start doing today to put these ideas into practice. So first of all, learn your customer's stories and not just about how happy they are and how they're using your product, but about their struggles before they found your product. What was going wrong? What was causing pain? If the customer didn't have these struggles and their story may not be much use to you, it's still, we're still happy to have them as a customer, but the stories we want to be telling are the ones where there were bad things happening and there were struggles. It's really the problem and the struggle parts of the story that drive engagement. Second, whenever you're giving a presentation where you want someone to do something for you, fund a project, okay an initiative, buy your product, incorporate a story, even if it's just a little bit of a story. But make sure your story has an emotionally compelling component, that it's not just about a business problem, but also about the personal impact of the business problem. And finally, number three, you can use this technique in real life as well. For example, you might have had a great meal in a restaurant in Italy. That's nice, but who hasn't had a bunch of great meals in Italy if they've been? But what makes it a great story is how you got lost trying to find that restaurant, and then when you got there, the owner just started to bring you food. The meal and the experience just got better and better. People, obviously local celebrities, were bringing their own black truffles in, and the waiter would take the truffle in the kitchen and come back out with something made with their own black truffle. 
This was during black truffle season. This whole time you're doing mental arithmetic. How much is this going to cost us? Is it going to be like 200 euros per person? Seems worth it, sure. And then the bill comes and wow, is that 1,500 euros? It looks like it. But then wait, is that a one or a seven? And where's the decimal? Oh, wow. It's 150 euros for one of the best meals we ever had. We love to tell that story, my wife and me, because that was an experience we had. And it is a great story because it's got all the pieces in it. It's got fear and suffering because we weren't sure if we were going to have to pay all of the money that we had in order for this great meal. And then it turned out to be really inexpensive, relatively inexpensive. So how are you going to use stories in your business presentations from now on? I'd love to hear your success stories for using stories. And if you need some help with your stories, hit me up. I can help you. And it all starts with a free call at secretsofpm.com slash free call. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope it gave you some insights into how to use stories in your business presentations and which stories you should be using. Let me know if you have any questions or if you want me to cover anything else in the podcast. Don't forget to write, rate and review the podcast if you get a chance. It helps other listeners find it. And I think that's it for today. Until next time, this is Nels Davis. Bye-bye.